0: You know that old saying, build a chicken farm to harvest eggs and you make modest profits, but spend thousands of pounds on a complex homemade meat pie making machine and watch that money pour in. We're talking chicken run on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and just a reminder, this show is not for kids, so turn this off and get a meal fed to you by a fork-based airplane. That was a mouthful. Uh, so today, we have a very interesting movie with a very interesting friend. She's in. She's one of my newer friends, but it feels like it's been forever. Aw, uh, she Aww. swooned a little. There we go. You heard her say aw, so I won't put it off any longer it's ruby Wardus. hello hello ruby hello ross <laughs> oh so chipper
1: <laughs> i'm just happy to be here
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm way too excited i've just been sitting in my house all day so
1: counting down the seconds
0: yeah like my mom just got a uh, carpal tunnel surgery so it's oh, just, no that's fine like she's good <laughs> but is that it, a
1: routine sur- i've never heard of anyone getting that
0: uh, I don't know. She's gotten it once before on the other hand, so it's just kind of evening it out.
1: What? What <laughs> What do they do?
0: <laughs> like, you walk into uh, an office building. Is, what, is it going off of her words? She walked into, like, an office building. Okay. And they just, like, kind As of... As usual. Yeah. They anesthetized her arm. Is well, that the phrase? Um, Anastasia, <laughs>
1: anesthetized.
0: And that was just like a quick snip, snip. I think snip, it's of, a... snip of what? I don't know. They just like cut a tendon, I think. Oh in my your... god, that's crazy. Yeah. I think
1: I have carpal tunnel actually. So uh, disclaimer: I haven't been to school in a, in about a year, and I'm back <laughs> doing some school. Yeah, she's
0: doing the classic Rodney Dangerfield. Route. Yes,
1: classic. Um, <laughs> and uh, I haven't done homework in about a year, and then yesterday I started to do homework for my classes that start tomorrow, and my hand cramped. I haven't written anything. Do you, do you
0: have that bump, uh, like, on your ring finger from where you hold the pencil or pen?
1: No, I hold pencils in a... I can't write with pencils. I hold I hold pens in a strange way. Almost like everyone has their own way of holding chopsticks, you know? Nope. No. There's a correct way, <laughs> I'm sure. I just... They have I the I directions on the wrapper. I don't... Follow it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but you're... So you're not... So you're still kind of getting into the groove of Yes.
1: Yeah, so I definitely um, felt... The beginnings of carpal tunnel yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, after writing for the first time, um, taking a class where we're gonna break down the history and significance of race in six weeks, which is that's a the, hefty that's, task. That's the
0: perfect amount of time. <laughs>
1: I'm super excited um, to be back at school and to get back into the groove of things and get get used to um, touching touching pen to paper. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, like I've been getting. I, I don't been, think it's full on carpal tunnel, but I've been getting uh, hand cramps just because I, I work at um, the local. Uh, ABC channel here right. in Philly for the summer, and like they have me just transcribing audio, which mm-hmm. is you know one of the worst things ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like I just sit at my desk for hours, and like it's my hand just gets so yeah. sore from yeah. it. Um,
1: I was previously working a, at a rival station um, of the Ooh. NBC variety <laughs> as a as an editor, and um would would edit. Sound bites and voiceover pieces and packages for eight hours a day with a 30 minute lunch break. And I found the best way to combat the like hand hurting on the mouse is to just lower or raise your seat a little bit. It gives a whole new angle.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause... Totally changes the game. I also have my, I have two jobs this summer and my other one uh, at the local NPR affiliate. Oh, so,
1: um, so many acronyms. I know.
0: I, oh my God, it's the worst. So many letters. It's yeah. like, what is this, grade school? But like, <laughs> I, I can I can kind of make a standing desk by just like stacking some books, but some of the desks are actually a little bit automated, which Whoa. is crazy. Future desks. Yeah. I mean, this is the station that hosts uh, well, Terry don't... Gross, so. She, oh, fancy. <laughs> she gets what she wants. <laughs> But anyway, so I bet you're wondering, is this a podcast about <clears throat> carpal tunnel syndrome <laughs> and letters? No, it's not. So we're talking about kids' movies. We're talking today about Chicken Run, the 2000. I think the year 2000. I think I have. Oh, don't worry, I have it up. Uh, yes, oh. it's 2000. Um, and with, Ruby- with
1: the lovely and charming Mel Gibson.
0: Oh, charming Mel Gibson. Nothing bad about him that I can think of nope, off the top me of my head. Uh, so tell me a little bit about why you chose this.
1: Uh, I chose Chicken Run because well it was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Wallace and Gromit style stop motion claymation motion picture. Um, <laughs> Chicken <laughs> Run was a, actually a huge part of my childhood. I, it was one of the movies that I watched over and over and over. And I was an only child until the age of ten, so I had a lot of special time with the TV. It's
0: um. <laughs> so like Rocky and Ginger were your siblings.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> Those are the two main characters. Oh. <laughs>
1: uh, yep.
0: Great sign for how this movie is. I, I,
1: I, I thought you were talking about something else, but um, you weren't. Uh, so I, I just love Chicken Run also because I think it has a lot of layers and has some extremely adult humor and adult um, themes in it. Um, that I definitely didn't realize as a kid. And, and and frankly, it's to get a little serious for a second, I think that a lot of the jokes about, I mean, we'll get into it, but there's some jokes about suicide and yeah. murder and things like that, um, that were so subconscious to me as a kid that I, did, I couldn't understand that it was a joke. It just was something that was funny. Um, and I think it, it laid the groundwork for a lot of the inappropriate and maybe not okay jokes that I have told in the past and then I've thought to myself, "Why? That's not fucking funny." Sorry, can I curse? Yeah. Okay, that that's not funny. What why would I you know and and then I look back at these 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 movies from the 90s and 2000, early 2000s that um, there was a lot of like gay jokes and rape jokes that are super subtle and yeah. for the adults kind of, but they're kind of like subconsciously ingrained into our minds as, as funny, which is kind of screwed up.
0: Yeah, well, I just as I've been starting this podcast and kind of watching all these movies again, I have been picking up on a lot of those. And now I'm thinking like, what did I watch this movie for right. before now? Like- just Chicken. the
1: chickens and and the humor.
0: Yeah, I honestly Holocaust
1: couldn't... related humor. Yeah,
0: watching this, <laughs> I was like, I have no idea why I watch this all the time as a kid. Because I told my mom I was watching this and she said, oh, I did not like watching that.
1: why? Why didn't she like
0: it? I have well, I mean, I'm starting to piece it together after watching it. Was
1: she creeped out by the Holocaust thing or by the chickens having full sets of perfect teeth?
0: Oh my god. I think both. Those teeth... Both wrote, are disturbing. I wrote that down because I was so in shock about these teeth. So, this is by Ardman Entertainment that, as Ruby said, did um, Wallace and Gromit. They've done a couple movies since. The Pirates, if anybody saw mm-hmm. that. That's a good one. But this movie, since it's not humans, like, these teeth look weird. First of all, their teeth are 90% bottom teeth.
1: Yeah, they have a, they have a top beak that is... Uh, like a cone, sort of. And yes. then they have round orange lips that go all the way around, and then a big set of bottom teeth. But their cheeks are so wide that every time they open their mouth, you can see into the back of their <laughs> mouth and, like, the inside of their cheeks. It's A lot of super animated in this movie. Yeah. And, and the chickens all have, like, big hips.
0: It's totally strange. Well, I mean, Babs had the biggest hips. Like, oh, she's great. Because uh, Mrs. Tweety goes, get get them all as fat as this one. And she goes,
1: "Oh right, She's yeah, not she's, knitting. Um, she's always knitting. She's like the old dumb lady. Like That was my
0: favorite. She was my favorite character by far. Oh
1: yeah, she's a good one. Whenever someone dies, are they on holiday? <laughs> <laughs> she oh. just doesn't understand anything at all. But I actually was thinking about the, uh, the feeding thing and, and the, the force feeding to fatten somebody up is probably the grossest plot device. <laughs> but they
0: they were all really into it.
1: Oh, yeah, they loved it. and It
0: looks like they were eating sand, though.
1: Yeah, it's pretty hard to animate that kind of thing.
0: hmm
1: Anywho. Yeah, um, I will
0: give them credit, because this is the only um, uh, stop-motion animated film that I think won... No, no, no. It's the highest grossest stop-motion animated film. This ever? Actually, yeah. Really? Or stop-motion. Yeah, out of all of them, this What gross... about
1: Nightmare Before Christmas?
0: I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, but it yeah. made less. Because, uh, an interesting thing about this movie also is that it's, it inspired the creation of the Oscar for best animated feature because <gasps> the next year was cool. the first one where Shrek won.
1: So, uh, so Chicken Run didn't win. It just set Correct. the...
0: There were, there best. were a lot of pu- pushes to get it, uh, nominated for best picture.
1: Wow. But uh, it's a great movie. It's truly a great movie. And there's a lot of fan theories about it. So obviously adults are watching, um... What fan
0: theory? I didn't really look into that.
1: Well, there's obviously the Holocaust one that mm-hmm. um, it 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 is sort of like a like a concentration camp. It starts in a like a dusk of a gray <laughs> rows of cabins in a barbed wire fence. Um, the cabins all have like hand drawn chalk numbers on them. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a gas chamber thing. Um,
0: oh, you mean the pie machine?
1: No, that the gas chamber thing online I read was, or, or the punishment corner essentially. Oh, oh,
0: where that, where the, where Mister Tweedy threw ginger into ginger. the coals, basically. Um, oh.
1: Yeah, and, <clears throat> but, it, it, what it actually is is it's it's a parody of uh, the 1963 movie The Great Escape, um, which. What t- did take place in the Holocaust? It's um, Allied soldiers in a Nazi uh, prisoner of war camp. And
0: did this movie also inspire the 2007 Gwen Stefani song? The Great oh, no. Escape. Crap. Okay, never
1: mind. <laughs> Perhaps, um, <laughs> but in the Great Escape, they end up. It's it's a it's a drama. It's a thriller. It's not funny at all. Um,
0: As one would assume,
1: right in terms of nazi (laughs) themes um and they end up escaping successfully by digging a hole underneath the fence but what's funny about chicken run is that it starts with them digging a hole um and it doesn't work
0: wait you see you're telling me the culmination of the great escape isn't that all these uh prisoners of war build a a (laughs) a a plane bike powered no because
1: humans are supposed to fly planes uh, you know that's what's so funny about it so uh, spoiler alert the chickens yeah, all over the place. <laughs> the chickens in chicken run um are essentially um the prisoners of an egg farm um and they have a quota to meet for how many eggs to lay every week and if they don't they get their heads chopped off um but they're just not laying enough eggs and they're not making enough money so uh mr and mrs Tweedy, who own the farm is this okay that I'm summarizing? Yeah,
0: it, it doesn't matter. Um, Mr.
1: <laughs> and Mrs. Sweetie, who who
0: own,
1: who own the farm, um, find a pamphlet that is perfectly uh, made for them. She says, "I It's it really
0: only made for them. It's like tired of modest profits.
1: It says, you know, she says, I'm sick and tired of making minuscule profits. And then she moves a piece of paper, and underneath it is a pamphlet that says, sick and tired of making minuscule profits? <laughs> Turn your chicken farm into a gold mine. And essentially she buys a big... Wait, hold
0: on, up. but the best part is, at the bottom of the ad, it shows a man holding a bag of money with a, a speech bubble that says, I'm rich.
1: Oh, that shows you what you could have, you know? Um, so she buys this big machine, super elaborate... <laughs> Thing. Um, that doesn't
0: come fully made.
1: No, Mr. Tweedy has to put it together.
0: Oh, all right. we'll talk about
1: their abusive relationship in a it's moment. It's not
0: okay. They're, she also, Miss Tweedy, kicks him in the butt at one point, and the rest of the movie you just see a big, butt mar- a big boot mark on his butt. Yeah,
1: and he's like, oh, rubbing it. Um, they so the, so the machine is to make chicken meat pies. Yes. So she's switched over from collecting eggs to just killing the chickens. Yeah. Um,
0: which and, is weird, because like, just business standpoint, and like, looking at how many pies she, to buy more, she made,
1: more chickens. She had right? to
0: buy so many more chickens. Like, if she did like a half and half thing, like every couple months, like she would make like a small yeah, batch. Yeah, it makes
1: no sense. Um, but the chickens end up successfully escaping via plane that they build, which is mm-hmm. impressive, and they end up on a little paradise island. Which brings me to the next fan theory. Okay. Which is a little bit more obscure. Um, it is that the uh paradise i'll wait for the skateboard yeah uh,
0: some really cool skateboarders are going by
1: yeah we can't Dude. see them but i bet they're doing wheelies oh
0: uh, and they're they probably have huge dolls.
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, the paradise island they end up at the end uh, bird sanctuary is what the sign says but then they cross out mm. and
0: say chicken sanctuary chicken. keep out
1: yeah um the theory is that that Sanctuary, whatever it is, is not far from the Litchfield Penitentiary, which you know from the Netflix original series, no Orange Way. is the New Black. Um, oh! There is a chicken that reappears a few times in that show, um, and they believe that that is what it is. It's a little obscure. Uh, there's not even anything else to connect it. It's just That's that the only bit? Any movie that has a chicken in it, I suppose you could say... Oh, I bet that's where the chicken run guys ended up.
0: <laughs> that's where Rocky and his pals ended up. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like, let's talk a little bit just about the World War II stuff. Because, yeah. like, I, I wrote uh, in my notes, like, a minute in, and, like, the film is so holocausty. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know that going in that it was based off of this great escape film. Which, at the same time, like, as just, like, a child viewer, why would I know that? right it's kind of like how that movie shark tale is just a huge parody of the godfather but no <gasps> kid would know that
1: oh you're so right mm-hmm. you're so right i love that freaking movie yeah you know
0: that scott ackerman wrote additional dialogue for that movie
1: what that's awesome totally weird
0: <laughs> shout yeah. out to
1: scott podcasting king
0: thanks scotty ox
1: thanks um
0: but yeah so we talked about it a little bit before like all these like these hovels that are very reminiscent of like the different concentration yeah. camps,
1: and also this movie could take place in any decade. Could have taken place in in the year two thousand, but they chose to make it the nineteen forties with the style
0: mm-hmm. of what
1: people were wearing, um, the advertisement that Rocky ends up seeing at the end,
0: that um, the other rooster that lives in the camp that see that uh, he kind of has ptsd he
1: was in the british royal air force yeah um, but not really
0: yeah he just hung out there yeah. and he's like oh, i've never flown a plane
1: yeah he says i didn't win this medal of honor for being a yankee babysitter <laughs> yeah
0: he used yang a lot he does not yeah. like rocky yeah
1: so so rocky um shows up out he flies in um and he is this all-American, sexy guy.
0: Yeah, oh my God. All of these chickens want to fuck Rocky And the they, Rooster. And he keeps
1: calling them chicks.
0: You yeah. Know?
1: And she also, Ginger, when she can't find a way to escape, she says, God, please give me a sign. You know, send us something. And then Rocky comes in. So he's inherently got this angel, savior, Jesus
0: And because also thing. he can fly. And flying is an inherently... Well, we well, find out
1: that he... Guys, spoiler alert
0: on the seventeen-year-old movie.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, I. Oh, and then and then Fowler, um, the one from the Air Force, says uh, Americans are overpaid, oversexed, and late to every war, (laughs) which is totally inappropriate for we were what four years old when this movie came out.
0: That
1: that didn't mean anything. Uh,
0: We had it coming though. Yeah, they took us down a peg.
1: That's true. Um, I'm also loving the like um, uh, lesbian stereotypes that are happening with a lot of the chickens. Like the one that's named Butch that has a crew cut, the big one that likes to oh. fight.
0: Oh, is, it, is she the one that yelled, I've never heard such a fantastic load of tripe?
1: <laughs> Maybe. And there's also that's the like androgynous on. nerd. Oh, one I love the androgynous. It's wonderful.
0: Oh, it's it's really fantastic. It, it's never gone that high before.
1: <laughs> They're great. Oh, oh, and they another Holocaust thing. Do they have solitary confinement?
0: Um, not to my knowledge. I guys, not to brag, but I've been to uh, different Holocaust museums across the a globe. total of like four times. I think mm,
1: that's impressive.
0: I don't think I've been to I, two. I think oh, lucky. <laughs> oh the things I've seen secondhand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. not that I wouldn't put it above just because I mean what we know, maybe this is another connection to Orange is the New Black. Uh ginger kept getting thrown in the shoe.
1: Oh yeah.
0: You know what? Perhaps I think Or maybe
1: th- that's just a prison thing.
0: Oh it is. You know? It shouldn't be. It's very <laughs> How do you feel
1: as a as a Jewish per- as a Jewish identifying person mm-hmm. um to see I, I suppose, what could be called a Holocaust parody.
0: It definitely was confusing. And because confusing, I didn't know, right? I didn't know that this was an homage to another movie. I thought it was like almost, I didn't, I wouldn't say it was offensive, but I was just like, why are they doing it like this? Like, right. cause the stakes felt very, very high because for a long well, time,
1: it was life and death for them.
0: But not until the second half of the movie. The first half is just we don't want to be on this chicken farm anymore. We don't want to keep laying eggs, and because it, it's such this weird police state beforehand. So like adding in the the meat pie didn't really feel like that huge of a change. It was like oh yeah, wait you're not you're already killing chickens. Just you're kill- you're gonna kill more.
1: Right. Well, well, death is imminent. There's nothing they can do. It's like the situation where. Um... What was it called? The final solution? It was. Um, that at first they were working, whatever. And if they weren't working, then they were killed. Mm-hmm. And then at the end it became, you know what? Fuck all that. Let's just kill them all. You know? Do you
0: teach history?
1: I do. I don't Mm, Um, You really should I don't even have A bachelor's degree You know what Maybe
0: you will be able To solve race in six weeks Because you just Described the holocaust In about ten seconds Yeah
1: Yeah Um, I I did go to Israel One time So I know what I'm talking about Isn't it magical What was your favorite
0: Part of Israel Uh,
1: uh, I ordered an iced coffee For breakfast In Tel Aviv (laughs) And uh, they handed it to me With a double shot Of vodka Without asking And I said Of vodka Vodka And I said What I know Because I said What is this and he said, vodka, looking at me like, you idiot. My grandmother said, what, you don't want it? And then she drank it. Huh. It was terrific. That, that was my favorite part of Israel.
0: <laughs> For me, that story is weird because it happened in Tel Aviv. Like Tel Aviv is like this technological center and like kind of a... Really? Like
1: a... It seemed like a party town to me. The part that I was in a part of it called uh Fl- florentine or florence or oh something you were in like italy <laughs> no <laughs> i was not i was in israel but um I-, I didn't see anyone over the age of 30 or under the age of 18
0: hmm. um did it feel like a city or was it more like a rural like kind of it dirt was like road williamsburg
1: area. it felt like williamsburg the part of it that i was in um, it was a lot of brunching, were, partying were, hmm. late. Maybe I was near a school or
0: something because that's close by. You know? I,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was close to that. Yeah, yeah, it was.
0: Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe because I don't know I feel like was. in like like Be'er Sheva or like kind of like in these more like out there places. Like yeah, sure, have some vodka with coffee.
1: Mm, it was like a party town, but I also spent some time before that in in Jerusalem, in uh, Mahana Yehuda. Uh, they have a big market there. Yeah, that um, sounds right. I was asked. <laughs> we were to actually cover up. Yeah, speaking of chickens. Uh, we <laughs> were at the market and there was a man selling eggs, um, and he was looking me up and down and he said, uh, "Do you want to come behind us and see how we package them?" Which is, it's eggs, which is very strange. And, and I, you said, I, I was yes, like, <laughs> I said no. And then my my grandmother got so mad at me. She was like, "That was so rude. Why did you say no to him?" And I was like, "Cause he he wanted to kill me."
0: He or wanted worse. to chicken run you. He
1: did. He wanted to turn wanted me to... into a meat pie.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know it was fun uh, when Rocky. So they're they're in the meat pie machine and they're trying to escape Ginger and Rocky. And I thought it was so funny that Rocky fell into every single meat pie.
1: Oh yeah. Well, he's the one that needed to be saved at the end. She saved him. Yeah. Because she's a badass.
0: I mean, classic movie like. The woman thinks that the man is going to save her, but she realizes she, she had the power herself. all along.
1: And then he's screwing up her her ability to save herself too. But she ends up working twice as hard and saving herself and him.
0: Does this movie pass the Bechdel test? I th- yes, I think it does because yes. there, there's it's also about only getting out. there's also three women in the entire movie or three men <laughs> right. in the entire movie.
1: Right. Um, well, it also does have uh, I guess the Hitler character is Mrs. Tweedy. Who's this like pure evil hands wringing pale woman um, who beats the shit Mr. out of her? Mr. <laughs> Tweety. She calls her husband Mr. Tweety, which is very strange. Uh, teach his own.
0: He's a bumbling fool. Though. He is a
1: bumbling fool, and um, he gets he keeps getting his tools stolen by entrepreneurial mice. Um,
0: <laughs> I I like I guess I wasn't paying attention at the right moment but I got so confused I was like who are these people who are these mice the mice
1: live in the I guess I want to call it a camp now but I guess it's a chicken farm um and they are swindlers all they want is eggs and they they try to sell you useless shit um for eggs and they and they think that you're suck that they're, they're you're a sucker basically and then Rocky ends up uh, tricking them and saying that he'll give them every egg he lays for a week when in fact he's a rooster uh, that doesn't lay eggs.
0: Actually, I, did some, I did some research about um, like laying eggs. Just what did you find? Not much. Turns out it's confusing. But uh, <laughs> no,
1: there's this great moment when um, Butch is is turning this lever, and she's like, ugh, 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 and there's just eggs falling out of her. The yeah, whole, with every, with every oh yeah, crank. the
0: the the rats are holding like an egg carton, and yeah. she she fills a she fills pack. it up. Yeah. Well, that the one thing that I do remember that I learned is that um, like chickens will, for the most part, keep hatching eggs because they like to lay eggs and then stop when they're at about a dozen.
1: Interesting. So, so if you keep if taking you away, them... they're
0: going to keep laying so they can kind of hopefully get to that point.
1: Interesting. Do they? Is I wonder if that's like a survival mechanism that if every if every female hen has has twelve little chicks then it lets the species go on maybe
0: I think so I was talking to my mom about something like this in the, in Target today because I was <laughs> I was talking about because like kids annoy me sometimes uh-huh. and it's like oh like to get through like dealing with kids like if you talk about killing them like jokingly
1: what wait wh- back up what
0: yeah yeah I'm, like i work with so kids you said, and i get frustrated i'm like oh my god like i don't actually mean it but like in a joking way I'm just like oh kill that kid but you asked your mom crying.
1: if she ever jokes about that
0: no so that's the setup so the actual story is we were talking and i we started we talked a little bit about how like in olden times like parents would have to like make like six seven kids in the hopes mm. that maybe two would survive right. and, like not get polio
1: yeah
0: because i was like mom like like as a mother when you when we were young like did you just think about 60% of the time, like, oh, I hope they don't get kidnapped?
1: Um, I think it depends on what kind of parent you are, or if you're a, a generally paranoid person, or if you're a generally look on the bright side kind of person, which I think your mom
0: is. My mom is. looks on the bright side, but uh, we're Jewish, so she's, she's paranoid.
1: She's a hypochondriac.
0: <laughs> I think I'm the most hypochondriac in my family, though. I also have the most acid reflux, so. Oh, do you I'm, really, or do you out. just think you do? I, I do, I, there's some days where I'm just like, ooh, sour, and it hurts.
1: <laughs> just, it's sour everywhere. Everywhere yeah. is sour and hurts. Um, my mom always wanted a lot of kids because she grew up in a very quiet household. Um, mm, that's with, creepy. And just, in, it was just awkward. Like, they'd have dinner. She had a sister, and. A mom and a dad, and they'd have dinner, and it was just kind of quiet. I didn't have much to say. And then her best friend, she would go to her house for dinner, and she had six siblings, and it was Whoa. just a crazy townhouse over there. Dinner was fun. There was music playing, people laughing, throwing food, <laughs> it's like somebody by the crying, dozen. totally, totally. So my mom always wanted to have five kids. Um, so she had me and raised me as an only child uh, until I was about ten, and then she had she three remembered. more. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, after having four. One of which being an awful teenager, which is was me. Um, she decided to not have any more kids, so she didn't make it to five, but she made it almost there. But you know, if she had had a farm, perhaps she would have had more.
0: Yeah, and then you guys would have made meat pies.
1: But instead, she's a DJ, so she doesn't need that. That's
0: cool. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. My uh, my uh, great uncle, I guess he's my uh, grandmother's brother. Um, he's ultra orthodox Jewish, so like the black hat, big beard, that kind of that that kind of isn't that Hasidic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hasidic. Mm-hmm. Not a, I wasn't sure if everybody knew that term. Do you know it? If you know it, let us know in the comments or whatever. <laughs> um, or whatever. But he he had ten children in the hopes that they would have ten children, so wow. he would have a hundred grandchildren.
1: Oh, that's why it wasn't. For, well, I mean,
0: it was like there's other reasons too. For fun. I mean, it was. I mean, I don't know about for fun, but just like
1: he just wanted a lot of people to come to his funeral. He was probably nervous that no one was going to show up. So if he had a hundred grandchildren, he'd have <laughs> at least fifty guests in uh, attendance.
0: I'm not. I just. I don't really need to like ask him. Like, hey, what's the deal, Uncle? But um,
1: you call your grandfather Uncle?
0: I mean, I don't really call him that much because we don't really talk. Oh, because uh, he's like busy praying and stuff. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I just have, and he doesn't. He doesn't have a hundred grandchildren. I think. Uh, I think he had. He ended up with eleven kids, maybe. But I don't think. Some of them have like one kid, some of them have threes. So it
1: All right. There sort of works. Well, you know, he was he was not putting all his eggs in one basket.
0: Well, he was. He has one wife.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm going to turn the light on cuz it
0: the sun yeah, just Yeah, yeah, you know, what? So so let So, let's let's take a little break. We'll be right back to talk more about Chicken and Run. Stay with us. Baka, baka, baka. Just kidding, guys. That wasn't Rocky the rooster. It's me, Ross. I hope you're liking this podcast, uh, this episode, at least. If you do like it, please uh, make sure to rate and subscribe on iTunes. If you leave us a review, it really helps other people get the word out about the show. And you know what? We are sick of Ira Glass taking our thunder. It's fun fact, him and I have the same birthday. But uh, you know what? This March baby, it's time for this March baby to overcome that March baby. You hear that, Ira? You're, you're a March baby. Uh, that's rude because, I you know, I work for NPR and we're all a big happy family. So I'm going to stop talking. But anyway, please rate and review. Subscribe on iTunes. You know that whole jam. Uh, back to the show. And we're back. Man, whoever said that message, he was quite... He sounded nice. Uh, so I'm again- also
1: a March baby.
0: Yeah, that's right. Our birthdays are... One day apart. One day
1: apart. What Do you know what time you were born?
0: Um, About 9 p.m., I think. All
1: right. I'm 5 p.m., but in California, so that's...
0: So that's 2, other two way. p.m. Other way. It So 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Oh, Somewhere wow. So we're
1: 23 hours apart.
0: Wow. Pretty cool. Oh, my gosh, you guys.
1: Anywho, what do you think about the sexual tension between animated buck-toothed chickens? Ooh,
0: it is palpable. It is. <laughs> Like, Except for
1: one time they almost go to kiss and then get interrupt interrupted, but neither of them make, like, kissy faces. They both just have their mouths wide open with their bottom teeth sticking well, out. Well,
0: you want another reason for that? Sure. I was reading the IMDb fun facts, which it's a super fun thing to do if you're bored at work. Just look up a movie and then oh, read all that. the trivia. Or, like,
1: the little things that went wrong.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, goofs. But um, they they were having trouble figuring out how to make them kiss because, like, kissing with beaks would look terrible. So mm-hmm. they kept getting it interrupted for fun. And then when they end up do kissing well, on the their plane...
1: their beaks also kind of look like noses.
0: Exactly. The way that they animate So it'd it would just be a butterfly kiss. Mm-hmm. Or hummingbird kiss? Uh, Eskimo kiss? Eskimo kiss. Thank you. You're welcome. Is that you're insensitive? Welcome. How many words do the Eskimos have for kiss?
1: Is Eskimos the right term?
0: I don't know. Hey, I if you are <laughs> you identify as an Eskimo, uh, let us let us know how we did with the hashtag... Eska yes, if you think we did well, or Eska no, if you think we were offensive. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. I'll try to remember that. Um, but the reason that they yeah, it would just be really awkward to make them try to kiss, so they did the whole thing where like Rocky's head is just covering them at the hmm. at the end.
1: I remember it being kind of like a slow them coming together. They don't actually kiss.
0: They do on the plane after. Um, oh she right, cuts you're Mrs. right. Tweety.
1: You're right. I'm talking about um, before that when they get interrupted and they, like, lean in. Interesting. You know, I always thought it looked really weird when the Simpsons would kiss. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that.
0: Yeah. And also, oh, that reminds me. There was this one episode where it was, like, Bart was watching a cartoon. It was, like, a, a fairy that made people throw up. Okay. And there was one part in the cartoon within the show where, like, two people were kissing and they, like, keep vomiting at each other's mouths. It was really upsetting. Um, but yeah, it that's, doesn't sound good. It's even worse than Simpson's kissing.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, it is. Yeah, it is in fact worse.
0: Oh, you know what's a fun? You know what's a fun bit when they're all fighting towards the end.
1: Uh huh.
0: And they're just like biting each other, like when Babs is oh, biting yeah. the one leg. I
1: took a screenshot actually of when they all stop and look.
0: You know what it it's looks great. like? It'd be a great it cover looks cover. like it looks like the one poster for Orange of the New Black. Of the them one all fighting. No, no, no. The, like, Well, the shot of the chickens all fighting, it looks a lot, it reminded me a lot of the one post for Orange of the New Black. I think it was season maybe two, where it's just all of them kind of palling around and just hmm. kind of like yelling at the camera. Maybe
1: there are a ton.
0: Like, now of that you mentioned it, Maybe Genji Cohen
1: loves Chicken Run, <laughs> <laughs> it's her biggest influence.
0: I mean, and Butch, like, the Butch one, that's. Just oh, yeah, like, that's true. Boo. Big Boo.
1: That's totally, totally true. Okay,
0: let's cast the Orange of the New Black characters as all of these chickens. Rocky is obviously, um... Oh.
1: The, um, the guard, the male guard, who, fun fact, went to my, what with one leg, he went to my high school.
0: Oh, uh, Bennett?
1: Yes. What's his name?
0: I don't know his name, but he's gone now.
1: Oh. Let's talk first season. That's as far as I went.
0: Oh. Are you gonna watch anymore?
1: Um, uh, probably not.
0: Yeah, he, he ends up leaving. Damn. I mean, it makes sense. Matt
1: McGorry is his name. Matt McGorry, Just that's it. Just came to my mind. Um... Yeah, he went to my high school, and then he went to Emerson and became a bodybuilder at Emerson, which I don't think is the um, the. There's classic... not a lot of competition yeah. at
0: Emerson <laughs> to be a bodybuilder. Uh,
1: maybe there is. I don't know. Um, so that's why I think Rocky would be Ginger is Piper, I guess.
0: No, because she's not really a leader.
1: Who do you think she would be?
0: I would say.
1: Man, I, I haven't seen oranges. Maybe in a long
0: time. red.
1: Hmm. Cause hmm. she's like, we've
0: got to do something.
1: Babs is Yoga Jones.
0: Yes, one hundred percent.
1: All right, already. <laughs> Piper.
0: I, I love her. Uh,
1: That's a that was a great voice. Thank
0: you. I. I like that they kept saying um, half of it is just me trying to do. Oh voices. yeah.
1: you're good at it. You're good. Thank at you. It. I like when they keep saying um, them. Frost. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a motif in the film.
0: Uh, you you know what part I hated? What? Every time that Rocky called Ginger dollface.
1: Yeah, and then but then she would say, My name's Ginger. But then um
0: But then at the end she's like uh, okay. She was
1: like, Oh, I like when you forget my name.
0: Cause it reminded me do you watch? did you watch Gilmore Girls? No. Okay, I'm a big gillhead I'm I in know the middle season are. I'm in the middle of season seven right now. Are. And uh Rory's uh last boyfriend in the series logan dawson
1: what what show
0: no uh gilmore girls oh (laughs) Uh, not dawson's great close though um but rory's boyfriend keeps calling her ace and he's like rich and it's like annoying
1: are there other girls in his life is that honestly it's like the song say my name say my name
0: it's like it's rory
1: (laughs) i know it's pretty easy to remember
0: yeah Ugh. At first I was like, Rory, what kind of a name is that? But now I like it.
1: Because
0: um, I'm like a lion's name.
1: My uh, seventh grade boyfriend called me Rosie once.
0: Did he forget your name or was trying to do a pet thing? I don't know. I don't like it either way.
1: I don't like it. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now.
0: I, I tried to, I've been trying to come up with a cool nickname for myself. And the closest I've come, and it's still not good, is uh, Dubs. Because <laughs> your last name starts with a W. Yes.
1: Because um, I thought
0: if I was a cool like substitute teacher and people were like, "Hey, Mr. W," but like that's too W is too d- Wiseman is not
1: a hard last name. Only if your last name is
0: yeah, but it's it's schnibli. not a cool last name. Can you, you have <laughs> a just one letter? <laughs> but it's not a cool last name. Like
1: wise man.
0: It's it's German for white man.
1: Oh, like, my name um used to be Yiddish for or I guess my grandmother's last name, not mine, it used to be Yiddish for fiddlemen um, back when they were the town fiddlers. Aw. Gabriner. That's kind of cool. If you speak If you speak ancient Yiddish, uh, use the hashtag Gabrino <laughs> or yes <Gabrin-yes. laughs>
0: Writing it down. <laughs> uh, I love hashtags.
1: Do you still have Twitter?
0: I do. I'm a big fan of it.
1: I don't have it. I have three Instagram accounts, but I don't have a Twitter
0: I I think you should get back on Twitter, if just to follow me, because I'm I've been really proud of my stupid jokes lately.
1: I actually, if you Google my name, um, a Twitter comes up that I started in 2010, um, that has one tweet that says, "Just found out about Twitter" or something like that. Cool. Or just starting this Twitter thing, and I don't know what email it's associated with. One that probably is defunct now. Oh yeah, I can't delete it, but uh, I mean, luckily it says that and nothing. Oh, there's there's another one. There's another uh, Twitter account that I started way, way like years before. Maybe like when Twitter first came out. Um, And it says "chillin' in the library with Charlie and Gabby." Is my first one, (laughs) and I think that that was in middle school.
0: My first tweet was because I was try like right off the bat. I was like, "Oh, you gotta be funny on Twitter." Right, right. I was like, uh, or provocative. Yeah. Well, I was going for like sassier, like a little off center. Um, so I was like, so this is my first tweet. This is what it feels like to yell into a cave or something.
1: Why? Because no one's listening?
0: Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) And they got a like and I was like, cool. All
1: right. Feels Uh, good, this like thing.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Gives me power. Uh, yeah. I opened it Oscar, the Oscars in 2011.
1: There's a moment in Chicken Run that I want to talk about. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. We should talk more about Chicken Run.
1: Towards the end... Um, when Mrs. Tweedy is uh, thrown away from the plane she ends up falling perfectly through a tiny little window and into the top of the machine, the meat pie machine and there is bubbling, what, gravy or sauce or something? Yeah, because
0: the the gravy was under a lot of pressure Right,
1: coming up towards her head and about to burn her face off and her husband looks at her and decides to shut the door and walk away He decides to yeah. walk away while her face is about to be burned off, but then it explodes and somehow she's alive. And, and then she's, she's just
0: sitting on the floor with a bunch of, like, wooden, wooden planks around her.
1: Yeah, and she looks at him like she's going to kill him and he's really nervous and then he pushes the door forward and the door lands on her and she's crushed. So he chooses to murder her two times. The first one didn't work and immediately he tried again and it did work.
0: But to a certain extent, can you blame him? Like... Just from the brief vignettes that we saw of their relationship, like, she made him just, like, walk around in the middle of the night with guard dogs to make sure that no chickens escaped an egg farm.
1: Yeah, I don't think murder is ever really I mean, the answer. Yeah. But, but I also want to touch on the the fact that murder, I mean, literally a gruesome murder, including the chopping off Heads of chickens in a silhouetted Mm -hmm. scene um, is really thrown around in kids' movies. Um,
0: You see, you see this—it's silhouetted once, and it's alluded to a lot. Like you see that axe just on the yes tree,
1: right? Um, And the and the uh, we see a lot of gunshots in movies. I think that we've become sort of desensitized to, Um, but the the chopping off of someone's head with an axe is fucking intense for a kid and i loved this movie and it's kind of hard to for me to watch it again and and think of myself you know as a little kid and think i was just absorbing all Mm -hmm. of this violence and all of like when uh babs is really sad that they're gonna die and she knits herself a noose what the fuck is that? that yeah 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 it's when um after the uh, they get fed all of that food, and Ginger tells them to stop. And then she says, oh. "They're gonna kill us," and they're all super sad. And Rocky's like, "Hey, don't be don't be such a negative Nancy or whatever kind of asshole mansplain thing <laughs> he's saying." Um, and she turns around, and they're all just moping around, and Babs is knitting herself a pink. News. That's right, and it's it's one of those things that's really quick, and I guess it's what do we call it for the parents it kind of humor,
0: room up. so they can be like, ah, yes, this movie is good. Yes, has-
1: I know about suicide. It's for me this movie. <laughs> like, what the fuck?
0: Well, yeah, and it's true. Like, I, thinking back, I again, like we said very early on, I didn't, neither of us really caught on to a lot of these like little bits in the movie that right. are so dark. Cause, like, I mean, as a kid. You're just but like giving so a bunch dark. of stuff and you're just like, yeah, that's okay. Like I was terrified of death, but in the context of this movie, just seeing the head chopped off, I was like, well, yeah, that's what happens to chickens sometimes. Right. And I was like, I was very desensitized in this movie.
1: But not chickens that have voices and British accents and little keepsakes that they keep with them and scarves tied around okay. their neck, you know?
0: How do they get all these amenities?
1: I don't know. They have so much stuff, but they do have opposable thumbs in this yeah, film they and they also don't really have feathers they have like smooth bodies super weird
0: well again the animators were like feathers are going to be so hard to animate oh yeah in the true. year 2000 that's true they kept saying that in the context of yeah in the year 2000 which is what we are in <laughs> uh, um
1: so here's a question for you yeah do you think that rocky is a bad person or a good person chicken rather
0: um rooster rather yeah i mean, rooster is a kind of chicken all roosters are chickens, but not all chickens are roosters.
1: Mm, that's true. <laughs>
0: um, I think I think he's fine. Like, he was literally thrown into a situation, and he just was like, "I just want to survive, and just I just want to go." Mm-hmm. And I think, but he, he was
1: lying about helping them. Yeah,
0: but at the same time, like he was trying to just keep their spirits up, like. If you're familiar with the failed Jerry Lewis Holocaust movie The Day The Clown Cried? What? Okay. It was never released, but basically Jerry Lewis and this is based off of a uh, vaguely based off of something that happened, mm-hmm. which is uh so Jerry Lewis plays a guy that's clown and yada yada yada, he can't get work, he's depressed or whatever. I forget if he his character was Jewish or not, but he ends up electing to kind of He ends up in a concentration camp, and he kind of keeps the kids' spirits up because, Mm -hmm. like, it's such a sad place. And the very end of the movie, he decides to go into the chamber with the kids so that they, like, are smiling at, like, at at the the end of of their their lives. lives. Wow. So maybe, in a way, that's what Rocky is doing. I think in real life, the the the, that movie never got released. No, because uh, I think people are like, this is not good.
1: Or this doesn't make us happy.
0: Yeah. I, I think it was based on in real life. Um, I can't think of the person's name, but he was a school teacher. And he just, like, decided oh. to be with his students.
1: Damn. That's intense.
0: So that's what Rocky is.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> God, I, I went back and forth about what I thought about Rocky. I mean, he was such an asshole.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I did not like him. I was like, can
1: you leave? But then he had that great dancing scene that he started... Um.
0: Oh, how did the song go? It was like, fly, fly, fly. Don't I don't care, care if I die. die.
1: Yeah, Um. It was, it was great. Every movie needs a dancing scene like that. So he did lift the spirits, I guess is the only thing he did. But then he crushed them because he knew that he was building them up towards what they thought was going to be the climax, I mm-hmm. suppose, of them trusting him enough that it would work, their escape. And then he just... Ditches at the very last second.
0: I mean, this movie taught me more than anything. Ugh, men, right?
1: Ugh, men, totally.
0: Ugh, men. They'll give you. They'll give you the world if you hide them from the circus owner. Um, Also, back to that dancing scene. My favorite part in every dance sequence where it's like, oh, I don't dance, and that's a close up of someone's foot tapping. Oh yeah. Was that Butch?
1: Oh yeah. They're like, uh, looks. She's like, what's happening to me? And her foot is tapping. And then Babs goes oh, I don't dance. And she says, looks like you do because her foot is already tapping and then they already know a synchronized dance.
0: Yeah, Babs is such, I, I said it before, I'll say it again, Babs is the best character. She's, she's an idiot. Every single time she's so funny. Like, uh, 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 ginger holds up the poster of rocky and she goes this is our way out and then Babs goes we'll be posters she says
1: no what's on the poster (laughs) and then even Uh, at the end after all of that when they're at their paradise island she goes this is a lovely holiday i'll be sad to return they're like no you idiot
0: so she's the only person that believes that whole thing about like how when dogs die they just go to a farm
1: wait what She believes that.
0: I assume that she does, because when all these people die at the farm, like by getting their heads chopped off, she's like,
1: "Oh, they're going on holiday." Oh yeah, Um, you know maybe I keep doing
0: that. I keep making points, but I forget to connect them.
1: Maybe, um, uh, maybe she knew it was happening. She just chose to live in a blissful Blissful ignorance.
0: ignorance, Jinx.
1: Blissful ignorance. Ignorance. Jinx again.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I. Let's... How about let's... Let's try to rate this. Okay. Well, first of all, do you have any any final uh, lingering thoughts about the movie?
1: No, I think we've... I think we've been pretty negative about it, but in reality, it's a fucking funny movie if you allow yourself to, like, disconnect from the awful, dark... dark. Because it's not just dark, like, murder or suicide. It's dark, like, Holocaust dark. Yeah. It goes all the way there. Um... But I think it did it brilliantly.
0: Well, real quick, speaking of kind of like goofiness, do you want to play a little game of guess the tagline? Sure. I really need to find out like a theme song for that because it's just me saying...
1: Guess the tagline. I
0: thought
1: you were going to throw that in there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll keep that. Sample it. Sample it. Um. But yeah, so... Uh. All movies have taglines. Mm-hmm. Some of them are good. A lot of them are usually bad. There's usually a pun or some weird wordplay involved. So, Ruby, I want to give you the opportunity to make a wild guess.
1: Of what the tagline for this yes. is? Yes.
0: And the one, I got this tagline, in case anybody's wondering, from the UK poster that was on the Wikipedia page. So, there's probably others, but I'm going mm. off of the one okay. that was released in the UK. You're um never gonna guess.
1: Okay, as I, as I know that I won't be able to guess it, um, I will talk about the headline of I will choose a tagline for it that was the headline of an article that I read about the film which just simply states Jews equals chickens.
0: So for the Dreamworks animated f- picture Chicken Run, Jews equals chickens. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry that's incorrect. Oh, would you like to know? Yes, what it I would was? like to know. Chicken Run. This ain't no chick flick.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I actually remember that, and it's true. It's not a chick flick.
0: Does not fit the tone of the movie whatsoever. It's not about
1: bridesmaid dresses. It's about the fucking Holocaust.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so, so let's yeah let's try to rank this. So, okay. uh, for those of you who are new to this podcast, no, don't know this actually. But so we rate all these movies on a scale from one to five in four categories. Audience respect. So was this movie pandering? Give that a one. Give it a five. If it's really just like, hey, this is a movie for everybody. We don't care who you are. Audience respect. And then there's plot, acting, and humor. And obviously acting is going to be a little bit different because it's uh, Mm. it's an animated film. But I trust you.
1: Yeah, I trust me as well.
0: So, Ruby, I'll throw it off to you. So how did you think this movie did in terms of audience respect?
1: Um, You can also
0: use decimals if you like. Oh... I'm going
1: to say 4.5 for two reasons. One, I think it respects the audience in that it expects intelligence from its audience and expects um, awareness of world history and things like that. But I don't think that it was particularly respectful to its uh, child viewers, um, who, you know, to be fair, were probably the majority of them – by um, possibly down the line um, trivializing something that is super fucking serious. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say
0: 4.5. Very respectful. It's a great score, actually. I'm going to unfortunately go a little bit lower. I'm thinking more along the lines of a 3.7.
1: Whoa.
0: I know. Boy, what? I can't even see you. It's that far away. But. Like, I, I similarly thought, for the most part, I thought, you know, if I, I remember as a kid, I thought that this was, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But watching it just with my jaded, s- saggy adult eyes, mm-hmm. it just, this movie felt very off to me. That What do you mean by off? Like, like- just, uh, again, the, t- the tone of it, at certain points, it didn't it didn't feel like a kid's movie. But it also didn't feel, obviously, like a movie for adults like there i felt like there were some times where the movie was just kind of struggling to kind of figure out who it was for because mm-hmm. there's all these moments of just bleakness tragedy that's totally true and again that's kind of part of the british mentality like mm-hmm. british movies in general i feel from what i've seen are kind of when they want to be complex they are very complex and they're not going to kind of simplify things right but i think that kind of sugarcoat, exactly but i think that different weight of kind of very serious uh uh mortality to slapstick humor mm-hmm. just kind of throws it off for me okay so 3.7 3.8 3. at 3.7 i'll go uh how about plot
1: um i love the plot of this movie i think it starts um in the action there's not too much exposition um, it starts with them trying to escape, and they are it's not like they're sitting around saying, man, I don't want to be here anymore. This sucks. You know, they're already doing it, um, and it just consistently gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it alternates between total devastation and um, sheer fun, um, and then the end is such a ridiculous climax. Um, it's just wonderful, and I think it ends in a really happy way, so I'm going to give it a five, right? Is the highest for five. Yeah. That's what I'd say.
0: Wow. So it's like perfect for you.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's a it's a plot wise the perfect movie. It it takes your emotions on a it, it brings them up and down. Um, but it it grows the the length of the roller coaster. You know, bigger mm-hmm. ups and bigger downs until finally it skyrockets and then lets you off in a content place.
0: I'm gonna be a little bit harsher. <laughs> By little, I mean significantly harsher. I'm giving it. Three point five. Wow <laughs> I I mean I said it before that that the movie the the switch from just taking their eggs to killing them mm-hmm. f- didn't feel as intense because we already saw a chicken almost two chickens die get murdered right. on screen. That's fair. And, and also, th- I, I watched I watched it a couple hours ago. This movie feels really long but really short it's an hour and a half it is but there there are just parts that drag so long and then there's parts that speed up like in when i was a kid i remember the last kind of sequence where they're building Mm -hmm. the uh plane took like half the movie in a really long time but everything was everything was resolved and like
1: i thought it was i thought they had a great building montage
0: oh i mean i enjoyed the montage (laughs) i thought it was funny uh, all those cranks and gears yeah. and stuff, but I don't know. I th- I think I would have liked. I I didn't really feel the danger that they felt as much because there was so much. So much of the movie was dedicated to the wacky them learning to fly sequences. Like there was so much time of them flapping their hands and then falling on the ground. What
1: about when they got caught in the pie making machine? Did you feel the danger there?
0: Uh, I mean, yes. I th- I loved that sequence. And in my head, like, I think that would have been cooler to kind of have more hmm. sequences like that. Because that felt like real danger. Like, they were right. in a confined area. They were on a conveyor belt. They were facing so death. So
1: Indiana Jones.
0: Yeah. They were.
1: They were literally like that. She even like The thing was going down Her hat fell off And she came back And scooped her hat Just at the last second
0: Classic <laughs> I mean she can't leave her hat Right uh, So that's what I'm giving It a 3.5 For okay. those reasons How about acting?
1: Uh, I thought the voices Were terrific I think Babs' voice Was great Yes um, Fowler's voice was great I'm not Obviously not a fan Of Mel Gibson But um, Why? I don't know He just doesn't <laughs> do it For me <laughs>
0: he, he was the star Of The Beaver
1: it's also sort of ironic that he's such an anti-Semite. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, only when he's drunk.
1: Right. It's like girls that say that they're gay only when. They're drunk. <laughs> um, anywho. Uh, called out. <laughs> called out. Hashtag Gibson no. Just kidding. We'll don't leave do out. it. Yeah, don't talk about Mont Gibson. Um, I I thought the voices were terrific.
0: So what? What number? Oh.
1: um... I'm giving it a five. I'm feeling good about this movie.
0: You know what? That's the one place that I agree with you. Yay! I'm giving it a five <laughs> as well. Like, I... Like, they were really acting in this. I could yeah. feel... I could feel that. And, um... Uh, the previous animated film that we reviewed on the... Because this is only the second animated film that we've talked about on the Ooh. show. The first stop-motion one. Our last one was Captain Underpants. And, like, um... I thought their acting was good. But... It I think it just Brit British actors they bring the same amount of depth to whatever role. Oh,
1: they're the real deal. Like
0: if anybody brought it down, it was Mel Gibson. I mm. thought he was the weakest link, but he still he still did a fine yeah. uh, a fine job. And I I loved Mrs. Tweedy's voice. She has a very great character voice.
1: Who do you think would play Rocky now?
0: Sylvester Stallone um <laughs>
1: I was thinking like a Matthew McConaughey or something like that.
0: I don't know why, but Dennis Quaid popped in my head. What? I don't think that's that a good idea. It has
1: to ha- be like an all American, smooth talking you, guy. You, who did you say? Matthew McConaughey.
0: I don't know if his. Hmm.
1: Maybe Owen Wilson.
0: Because I'm trying to think of somebody that's like equivalent to Mel Gibson in 2000 today. Because I don't. I want somebody what, with like the Zac energy. Efron? No. Maybe like I want somebody with the energy of Chris Pratt, but not Chris Pratt, because because hmm. I need somebody with like a deeper voice, but still kind of has that goofiness to it.
1: Okay, we'll come back to it.
0: Maybe maybe old NPH Neil Patrick Harris, hmm. he can do a lot. I don't know about Neil Patrick Harris for this, eh. but I do agree with you. Just kind of like one of our one of our premier American men. <laughs>
1: premier American men. Yeah. For sure.
0: Uh and then finally, uh what would you think of the humor?
1: Um I'm going to give it a 3.5. I'm going kind of low here. I, um I chuckled to be honest, as someone that's so involved in comedy, um I don't laugh at, at the TV very often. Mhm. Um except for in 30 Rock and Parks and Rec in The Office. Only shows I laugh really. Yeah. Um
0: I think it also might have been different if you and I watched this together because right. sometimes we watch it together on the podcast. But you and I, we didn't have time to.
1: Right. Um, I-, I chuckled twice. I get. I understand that it's funny. Um, I thought it was great, but I don't know. Didn't wasn't fucking hilarious for me. <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, it's fine. You. I think that was funny. You're like, can I curse on here? And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not for kids. So.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Even though I dress it up that way, because you know, false advertising is fun. Mm-hmm. Um. I am I'm, I'm on the same level as you. I'm gonna go a tiny bit lower. I'm gonna give it a three, mm. um, just cause.
1: On your scale, that makes sense though.
0: Yeah. Um. You're yeah. A tough I, judge, man. Hey, I mean, I gotta watch a lot of these. Right. <laughs> uh, right. But yeah, I yeah, I just wasn't. I didn't find it hilarious. I. I think because usually some of these movies that have like dark tones, when there is like a little joke crack. It's fu- it's like extra funny because you're like oh finally there's some relief. Right, right. I didn't really get that. I mean Babs was the only was, person that yeah, I thought was the funny. Yeah, only one really. That's G- true. Ginger was not funny.
1: Fowler was funny, I thought.
0: Which one's Fowler?
1: The one from the Air Force.
0: Oh shit, I forgot his name. Oh wait, okay. So we're, uh, you know what? Here, let me get let me give our total accumulated score score and then I have a thing to say about okay. Fowler. So, um, crunching the numbers right now. Uh, this movie comes out. Very respectable. So, averaging your and my total scores, mm-hmm. uh, Chicken Run gets a four point one five.
1: Yeah, I think four that's four point one right. five out of five. a great damn movie.
0: That's actually it's the second highest movie we've rated thus far. What was the highest? Uh, the Incredibles. Uh, makes sense. So, if you like The Incredibles, maybe you'll like Chicken Run.
1: If you like Wallace and Gromit, you'll like Chicken Run.
0: Yeah, I I watched a couple like Wallace and Gromit shorts after this because I was just oh, really so on good. a on a stop motion binge.
1: Right. Paranorman, you ever seen that i did it was, was it good? a good one yeah okay. same with corpse bride i could go on
0: actually um wait i forgot what i was going to say about corpse bride oh it was because i was lo- I, I started looking at the animated mm-hmm. movies that won oscars and uh Wallace and gromit curse the were rabbit won in 2005 i believe that was a great movie as well yeah and corpse Bride was like one of the runner-ups mm.
1: i love corpse bride i think it's terrific
0: yeah, I remember That's I, for another episode. <laughs> I went to see it in theaters with my mom and we were like fifteen minutes late. Oh no. So we walked in right when um Edward is that I don't know. Johnny Depp's Johnny Depp's character is practicing his vows and puts his ring on a branch and the branch oh, is like
1: you, you missed so much. Oh yeah,
0: I missed the reason why he was doing that.
1: All the exposition.
0: But I mean like my mom had they're to go to the Trader Joe's in Jenkintown. Yeah, I hope they're okay. <laughs> Hey, kids, what do you think of this
1: movie? <laughs> this is not for you. What is this? Sophia the First?
0: <laughs> uh, oh, but anyway, um, so Fow- Fowler, that's his yes. name? So uh, at, towards the end of the movie, so when they're building the um, plane, he has the weirdest moment ever. Um, he walks into one of the cabin, the rooms that they're building the, the plane in, and he has big baggy pants on. And yeah. he pulls a string and... Nuts, a, a million nuts and bolts fall out of his pants and it, they do a close up of his face and he's saluting and crying
1: he's so proud of himself for being a part of it I suppose
0: I, I didn't get it either I thought I thought he was like he was like oh it was like kind of when you when you finally poop and you've been like <laughs> holding it in and he's like oh thank god
1: maybe maybe that's what they were going for maybe
0: that's how he gets his rocks mm, off
1: his nuts off literally out of his pants his nuts there, there's nuts <laughs> and bolts
0: uh that's fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, any uh, any last thoughts about this movie?
1: No, I think it's a great movie. I, I think it, there's a problem with the late 90s, early 2000s humor that it's dated itself really quickly. How so? Um, in that it's really insensitive to uh, jokes about... Rape and about...
0: um Okay, can you remind me where the rape joke is? Because I cannot think of it.
1: There wasn't here, but it, oh, a lot of jokes about about sex and... He's talking about chicks, hot chicks, and talking about how when they were like, you need to find a bed to sleep in, and they're all like, me, 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 me. Yeah, that was um, weird.
0: Even though I do like it, um, I did like it when all the chickens were like, Because they're doing yeah. the same thing that Wallace does, and he's <laughs>
1: like, oh, jeez, woman. It's well-made. just, I mean... Forgive me, but it's all the movies then are extremely like heteronormative, and a lot of the jokes that they have have like um, homophobic undertones, like him having to sleep in the same bed as Fowler, yeah, and stuff like that. Like
0: this, the whole suite is my side of the bed,
1: right? And just jokes about suicide and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they make me a little uncomfortable. I guess being hyper aware of that nowadays. Um,
0: yeah. But, I, but
1: it's a great movie altogether. At the end of the day, yeah. it's beautifully done. The stop motion is amazing. Um, if you can, if you can watch it, just do it. It's enough. If you, need it's to on Netflix watch
0: it. instant as of uh, this recording, and I don't think there's any plans to take it off yet. Huh. Cool. Yeah, I mean, and I agree with you that definitely there's some parts that don't age well, but I don't think it's that uh, distracting from right the whole of the movie. And again, that's different. It's for not me like to white Yeah, which is also on Netflix. Hmm. You're talking about the way the Wayne's brothers yeah. joint. Yeah. I mean that whole scene where um uh one of them eats cheese and they're lactose intolerant so they have to oh, fart brilliant. in the vent. Ba- like, you know what, like, sometimes in this crazy world of ours. That was that was like the Bush era comedy. Like yes. just they could step away. Actually, it was kind of cuz they were I think they were like modeled after the Bush sisters even though they weren't.
1: Huh. Was, like, I thought the- it was more like the Hilton sisters.
0: Who's the other Hilton? There's Paris and
1: and the other one. She's a sister. Who? The, uh, the she looks just like her. I don't know her name. She's not really important. She's like a she's like a Tiffany Trump kind of person. Oh, oh, oh poor T- Tiffany.
0: T Bird. Oh, don't go there. Oh, but anyway, uh, Ruby, thank you so much. Of
1: course, thank you so much um, for coming into my big empty room with yeah, your podcasting guys, stuff. guys, it's so
0: empty in here. <laughs> I have
1: I have no belongings.
0: <laughs> She does have a pile of eggs on the ground. I do. Uh, but yeah, and smashed ha- out of anger. Smashing. Have a lovely Fourth of July.
1: Yeah, to all That's you tomorrow. listening.
0: tomorrow.
1: <laughs> it is. That means today's my mom's birthday.
0: Oh my god! Happy birthday, Kristen. R- Kristen. Yep. I was going to say just Ruby's mom. You no? could tell that I was about to. But you know what? She's more than just your mom. She's also a DJ.
1: Yeah. Okay. She's a lot of things. <laughs>
0: But anyway, uh, also, I want to also thank you because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have this podcast. Oh. A couple months ago, um, Ruby and I were talking and we were talking about just making opportunities for ourselves. And she really inspired me. She was like, if you want to start a podcast, start a podcast. So I did. I kept texting her. And I was like, I think I figured it out. And you're like, OK, I'm at work.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> I just I have the philosophy that I just think people are just waiting to do shit all the time they're like I have to wait till I get the right equipment I have to wait till I have the full idea I have to wait till my theme song's ready no just shut up no one's gonna listen anyway just fucking do it you know and and it's like <clears throat> Ira, if you haven't seen the Ira Glass um, video about how for a very long time you, sh- you should is what I'm saying um, he has a video about how for a very long time in an artistic creative person's career uh there's a very frustrating uh era in which your taste is is way above your ability um and it just takes
0: and we s- know that very well as like aspiring filmmakers comedy people and stuff, yeah because oh boy some of the trash that i write
1: oh yeah i mean you just got it <laughs> you just got to get it out you know mm-hmm. and if you're not gonna put it out there you're not gonna get any better so just fucking just shut up and do it just shut up
0: shut up and do it
1: that's, that would be a good song if it was a song.
0: So yeah, Ruby, I can think of one thing that you might want to plug, but uh, tell us about some stuff, if anything, that you would like to plug here. <laughs>
1: um, if you like uh, health food um, and Maybe health and wellness in general, you can follow me on Instagram at Ruby Asana. It's R-U-B-Y-A-S-A-N-A. Um, Do you,
0: uh, is the, you have the website, right? Or, uh, are you it's under construction
1: out? at the moment. Okay. You can follow me on Instagram. Um, talk about like hormone balancing and a lot of things about... Um, now, now that I'm in school, um, cooking and uh, meal prepping with limited time and money, um, but an emphasis on your health. So it's just uh, some shit I love.
0: She loves health.
1: I I do. She's
0: been doing jumping jacks the entire time. I have
1: been. I'm not out of breath.
0: <laughs> Which is really scary. Actually, um, in high school when I when I got like my first like semi big part in a musical, I would run on the treadmill and uh, sing my songs over and over again. to to strengthen that's how
1: beyonce used to train by running on a treadmill and singing
0: so you're saying i'm
1: similar to beyonce in that way
0: okay great yeah (laughs) (laughs) fair enough uh and as always you can follow me on twitter at mr wiseman m-i-s-t-e-r-w-e-i-s-m-a-n and also if you like this podcast uh follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at kidflix pod and if you have a suggestion, you have a comment, you hate us, you love us, email us at KitFlick Especially at gmail.com. I love when people tell me. That I I'm not love good hate mail. Actually, um one time I got a YouTube comment when I was, I think, thirteen, uh, that said, quote, and I don't like using this word, but I'm using it because it's the quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, You look like a retarded version of Josh Peck.
1: That's high praise.
0: Yeah. And I, but I was Josh not Peck like, is doing well right now He's doing great But this was 13 When I was tubby And he was also, also still tubby, tubby. <laughs> But I mean he had such charisma
1: oh, Still does He's got a great Snapchat Shout out to Josh Peck Follow Josh Peck at Josh Peck <laughs>
0: uh, And you know what Show Drake Bell some love too uh, oh.
1: Debatable We can talk about that yeah, On yeah, another I don't know
0: But anyway Thanks again so much for listening uh, And we will see you next week Go, go, gadget, and show.